Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 431, features guest host Madeline Ray, problem solving, compliments, and an epic interview with the stunning Arabelle Raphael. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Dangle. Dick Dangle. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 431 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for a second episode in a row, as promised, is the award nominated content creator and Cam model extraordinaire you could see her in the pages of hustler you could see her on your computer screens worldwide and you also get her on the show as she graces us with her presence and beauty it is madeline ray how are you doing excellent (laughs) how are you i'm good can you expound on excellent (laughs) I need a little bit more. I am, I, I am elated to be here okay. once again. Better. I, I am uh, riding the high of the laughs and everything that we have shared. So, yeah, we're good. Okay. How are you? you? You riding it, too? I'm riding something. Yeah, you, your cheeky's sure. a little hurt. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Both sets of cheeks are feeling it. Shall we say? Yeah. And all because of me. All because of you. I'm good. Oh, my goodness. I am doing well, doing my due diligence to wrap up this year with some amazing content. I think we are able to accomplish that with you in mind as we have another amazing show with another amazing interview. Yes. So with episode 431, dear listeners and Pervert Nation, you are going to get Madeline Ray and myself. You're going to get some news and notes and maybe some venting. And you're going to get an interview with the unbelievable Arabelle Raphael. <gasps> she... No. <laughs> yeah. Be still my heart. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm honored that you'd have me on for, to lead into her. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, I'm like getting hold a hot on flash that. now. <laughs> yeah. Hold on to that because we will t- hold, just use all the fingers necessary. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tight grip. <laughs> uh, we will talk about her at the end of the first half. The interview is in the second half. And I'll just let you now, know now it is an epic interview. So let's just get right into some stuff. All right. 
as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm going to the AVN slash AEE Expo in Las Vegas for the first week of January 2023. I am absolutely thrilled to be able to do it. It all came together very quickly and amazingly. So how do I even start this? So when it comes to this podcast, listeners may be very surprised. And maybe I'll just, should I just literally hit them with some numbers? Yeah. Okay. Pow, pow. Straight truth with this show. Through episode 430, so we are talking eight plus years of podcasting, my show made exactly $700. So <laughs> that's literally like, like what, $60 a year this show actually made. So a lot of what I was doing was putting extra money that I made, some money from savings, and just injecting it into the show. Mm-hmm. And when it came to me going to Exotica, New Jersey in October, and then five weeks later going to Exotica, D.C., I thought there is no way that I'm going to be able to swing going to the AVN. And I'm like, it stinks if I can't because this is the first live event in three years. And I went to the one in 2020 for those who may not remember. Mm. So I felt like I almost needed to go to this one because it's in a new venue and the energy behind it is pretty crazy. It's awesome to see they're selling out hotels and the venue booth space is all sold out and there's a ton of talent that's going to be there. And I just kind of wanted to be caught up in the energy and don't get me wrong. I love Las Vegas. So it was a, how am I going to make this happen? So with the help of some amazing friends, I was able to swing it and go And the amazing part about this is, and for anyone that has listened to the show for any amount of time, knows that there are two things away from this podcast that I really enjoy. One is music, and the other one is hockey. I love hockey, and I am a fan of all hockey, all teams. There may be players I don't care for, but I love every team. But my home team, the Penguins, and my team away from home, my second favorite team, is Las Vegas Golden Knights. So as I booked this trip, I thought, I wonder if they're even in town. I wonder if I could go to a game. The Golden Knights are playing the Penguins. Oh, no way. Yeah, so... I got a standing room only ticket because their tickets are uh, Uh, expensive. (laughs) So I'm in the building. That is all I care about. So on this trip, yeah, uh, I think it's the Thursday that I'm there. Uh, Got myself a ticket and I'll be leaving the convention floor a little bit early to go Mm -hmm. watch that game. And uh, tears might be shed. Who knows? But uh, it's going to be a super cool experience. 
I'm so happy for you. That's like whenever I head home, I'm like, I wonder if there's a baseball game I can go to. Uh, <laughs> and it's like the biggest joy. Mm. I'm like, yes, there's an 11 o'clock game or like a noon game. Right. I like my afternoon games. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, this will actually be my first NHL game in a different arena. Oh, yeah. I've, I've actually gone to games in Germany uh, mm-hmm. with family, but this will be my first uh, NHL game. So it's going to be very, very cool. I was actually looking for places on the strip that have outdoor ice rinks. They do that. Uh, there are a couple places that do that, and they have one at the Cosmopolitan, oh. but it closes the weekend of New Year's. So it won't be open when I get there, which really stinks. I know, because one year, I want to say that was 2014, I actually flew my skates out to skate at the one (laughs) Caesars Palace. (laughs) And we get there, and the people were like, all right, so what skates do you need? I'm like, no, I got them. And they're like, where are you from? Like, Pittsburgh. And they're like, and you brought your skates? Yes. Yeah. And they go, (laughs) and they point, and they go, for that. Because at that point, it was literally the size of like, it was like 20 by 40. It was the tiniest thing. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, whatever. Uh, Dedication, man. (laughs) I'm not putting on somebody else's skates. I've been been playing too long. Uh, But uh, yeah, I may take them and maybe do one night at, you know, some actual indoor rink or something. We'll see. But look, I expect pictures. Okay. Oh, 100%. 100%. You don't even have Thank to question you. that. Yeah. Thank you. All over Twitter. So, yeah, hopefully the expo goes off without a hitch. Uh, there may be some interesting announcements from Dick Dangle coming out of this mm-hmm. convention. Um, things may be getting planned. But you're not doing a shotgun wedding, are you? Oh, if it was the right person, I would. <laughs> here you got me worried i'm like you're in vegas there's announcements oh my god you're going you're gonna get an elvis impersonator to marry you to somebody you haven't told me about because that's the only way you do it yeah obviously yeah. oh yes um you'll have to wait and find out fuck i know doing that to me i am i am totally doing that to you whatever so we will see how everything goes in las vegas it's gonna be a lot of fun um because this episode is going out before I make the journey, listeners, if you have any questions for me, tweet me at the Dick Dangle. You can also go on Instagram, Dangling After Dark. You can ask me there as well. Because there may be a lot of people that have never done that convention. Or you know, maybe they've never been to Las Vegas. Who knows? Uh, I love answering those questions. So please don't be afraid to reach out to me. You could also email me, dick at danglinafterdark.com. I answer truly any and all questions about myself and uh, what I know. Sometimes I may have to be delicate in how I say it, but I will answer all questions. So we kind of teased it in the last episode, and it's something that I've kind of done my best to try and stay away from because in... Some of the interviews that I did this year, I talk about, I really don't bring the negative Mm -hmm. when it comes to this show. It's very easy to pull out one or two individual outliers that the media 
likes to present as the norm for the industry. It's mm-hmm. really annoying. And people come here to laugh, have fun, listen to amazing performers talk about their career in the adult industry. But Twitter, oh. <laughs> they're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. They're killing a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. It's funny because you think the lessons learned by OnlyFans would have been learned by Twitter. You think someone would have went, okay, Mr. M, let's sit down and have a talk because the adult industry is so popular on certain platforms that if you decided to remove the adult industry from said platform you destroy and kill said platform tumblr <laughs> tumblr and only fans and they went oh ha, ha. no just kidding you can keep the billions that you bring to us here just kidding my bad <laughs> it was a joke it was a joke ha 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 you can stay we all laughed right <laughs> <laughs> and amazingly not learning from the past leads to lessons learned now. It's unbelievable. The only thing that I saw that they walked back almost immediately was <laughs> the, all right, you can't put links to anything else uh-huh. out there. Not to another social media, not to uh-huh. a website, not to a link site. None of that yeah. can go on your posts. And then... <laughs> I think it was 14 hours later, maybe. And they were literally like, just kidding. Because the outcry from everyone, not necessarily just people in adult, but businesses, like mm-hmm. they need to be able to link out to just kind of be out there and hope people yeah. find you through your social media. It doesn't work. People want direct links. Mm-hmm. and But I think the adult industry had a lot to do with that because I don't think they realize how much traffic, uh, visual traffic, let alone monetary traffic is moved by adult. Yeah. And and they figured that out right quick and step that back. I think there was also some legalities in other countries that popped up too. Like it wouldn't have been okay for that. Something about the uh, UK some internet law over there. It was a quick glancing thing, but I, there was a whole bunch of tomfoolery with that idea. And clearly the lawyers didn't look it over. Right. You know, I don't know if that was a, his decision. Mm-hmm. Just go in, you know, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. Right. I clearly didn't. <laughs> it's better to apologize after than ask permission beforehand. <sighs> so, The other part is the unbelievable amount of shadow banning. Yeah. It's unreal. I am followed by over 6,600 people. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish I could follow all of them. I cannot. Because there's just so much that would be in my timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. I love you all. Trust me. But there's just so much in that timeline that there's no way I'd be able to get through it. Out of the 6,600, I follow over 1,800. Mm-hmm. 
and believe it or not, very few are mu- <laughs> very few are muted. I actually see a lot of tweets, mm-hmm. and out of that, the vast majority, seventy five percent, maybe eighty percent, are adult related. When I can't find people on Twitter without typing in their exact at mm-hmm. that I've been friends with since I started on Twitter. It makes no sense. I don't know how you feel about it, Madeline Ray. How do you feel about age verification? Oh, God. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I I grew up in the whole, like, internet being the wild, wild west. Right. You know, you just kind of (laughs) put time limits. You don't let your kids do stupid shit, you know. But alas, here we are. I don't know if I really have a definite yes, definite no. I can kind of see a yes, but I can also see a hell no. Right. So I, I'm I'm down the middle, mm-hmm. and I hate to be that way. I, I, I don't have a definite side here. I almost feel like oh, there's so much to this. Because mm-hmm. when you had AVN stars, to sign on to that platform, you knew it was adult-related. Mm-hmm. So I always feel like something that the stepfather said years ago would play very well here, maybe in a different mode. What he said was you have basically three levels of Twitter. Mm-hmm. You have the green light, which is everything. Mm-hmm. You have the yellow, which may be like 13 and over. Okay. And the red, which is 18 and over, and that is age verified. And, and that makes, I think that makes sense. Right. Like in the sense where if there's going to be monetization, if there is going to be outright pornography, and you're also going to have an application such as Twitter being 13 plus, like there, there's kids on here. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a kid on here, on here. I'm sure young people do exist. They are there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like Twitter is for old people now. It like, really is. <laughs> for old people and perverts <laughs> like me. You know, it's like we want news right away and we want porn. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you, they need to lean into that. And I almost feel like they should have a setting for people in the adult community. Like mm-hmm. if you are going to post adult Content, mark this box. And you mark Mm -hmm. that box. And then if you have me as a user that says, I want to look at that stuff, Mm -hmm. check this box and do an age verification. Yeah. And I mean, they already had that sort of thing, just minus the age verification. Because it was that whole uh, sensitive content media, whatever. Right, exactly. But is that even there now? Because everybody I see, like... It's not sensitive, but I haven't looked at my settings, so. I see maybe one out of 20 that have that, but it's pretty rare. But the thing that annoys me is truly not being able to find my friends because if they lose an account and start another one, I can't find the old account and I can't get to the new account because I can't get to the old account because I don't remember (laughs) the exact spelling of what they have. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. So. Hopefully, things get righted and we can just kind of 
we can make this right. We can make it adult. We can make it safe and just truly approach this as thinking adults because that is something that we've all kind of given up on. <laughs> this isn't this hard. It's not ah. this difficult. I yeah, know. Yeah, like to make it that way. Yeah, they, but it's I, them. Right. But, but I, I understand the pitfalls of doing what I do as a podcaster and enjoying mm-hmm. what I enjoy as a podcaster and as, yeah. as an enjoyer of, you know, adult fare. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You know, when people are like, well, they're going to have all this information, but they have it all already. You My big God. dumb idiot. You know? <laughs> can I, can I go on an information story? Oh, please do. Okay. So I got a message in my DMS about a custom video and I read through it and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll get back to them in a couple of days. You know, I'm running around crazy trying to get through all of these DMS. No big deal. I'll get back to this one later that afternoon. The, the topic of this custom video came up in my like phone newsfeed, like the auto newsfeed. Okay. As a news topic. Whoa. And, and, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? So there was some, wow. there's some sort of data fucking like transfer going on there. And you cannot convince me otherwise. Oh no. Yeah. Like whatever was input here came across as like, oh, this is something she would find relevant to her interests. Right. Cause it's her email. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, oh yeah, for sure. Anyone who doesn't believe that at some point you signed up for one thing or you're on your phone or you're on a social media application or, you know, you're on an email list for, you know, some home improvement store. Mm-hmm. You're everywhere, baby. I hate, yep. to bring, I hate to burst that bubble. You might think you're not. You're everywhere. They know everything about you. Mm-hmm. Lean into it. Be the pervert that you are. And <laughs> Make them uncomfortable. That's right. Because you will. <laughs> you're fine. It's that simple. But, yeah, there are adult ways around this. We just need to mm-hmm. get the most adult of people in the room <laughs> to hash this out. Right. Yeah. It'd be all about it. It's all so maddening to me. And I hope that cooler and more rational heads prevail when it comes to not only the social media platform, because to lose Twitter would suck. It would. For the adult industry and for, you know, adult podcasting and everything like that, because we would truly have nowhere to go unless someone wants to build a industry, I would say industry only, but mm-hmm. basically industry only social media platform. See, and I was mulling that over the other day, and I was like, if we lost Twitter, if we got off the social medias, that would essentially put all of our shit behind a paywall. Right. And then I'm like, would the customers follow? Would they not? I don't know. Do I want to find out? No. (laughs) No, I do not. (laughs) But it was just like one of those random wandering thoughts that I had. But I almost feel like if that were to happen, adult print would come back, come back in spades. Like, it would come and? back hundredfold because that would be the only way people would be able to promote. Because then you would have, oh, see, now I'm kind of getting fired up and I want to do this. <laughs> because you would be able to have a magazine that goes, here are some people we are highlighting, 
And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here are people that you can look for and people can promote themselves in the magazine. Yeah. Like if there's one thing that I have learned through the almost 15 years of going to conventions, mm-hmm. talking to people in the adult community, there are no populations as adaptive yep. and evolving and ahead of the curve as yeah. people in adult they will find a way because mm-hmm. people enjoy watching other people have sex. It, exactly. It's just live with it. Once again, be an adult, admit it, and mm-hmm. and we'll be cool. Yeah. As much yeah. as people want to control it and as much as banks want to screw with adult performers' money, they're going to find out that that is going to come back and bite them in the ass as well. There, you're going to find um, certain people are trying to redefine the term pornography mm-hmm. to try oh God, and basically yeah. do away with it. I already have an argument based on what this politician is saying. And you could look it up, folks. I'm not going to really talk about it. But a politician wants to redefine pornography and within their broad definition, because they want it broad. Yeah, because they use the word obscene, right? Correct. Okay. Within their own term, I could literally get rid of all politicians. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, it literally, it is that just get comfortable with it. Enjoy Mm -hmm. it. If it's safe, if it's consensual, tax it. (laughs) Right. And be done with it. Just let it make money for you. If you're willing to do this with marijuana, there is no reason you can't do this with adult content and sex work. No. Yeah. It'd be safer. Oh, I get so fired up. Ah. So fired up. I, like I said, I, I feel it. I mean, I'm not in the same position as many of, like, 90% of the industry. But I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully, with the turning of the calendar... And it becoming a new year. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It is a better and stronger and more rational year for everybody, but especially for people in the adult community. Yeah. Because I don't want this podcast to end because some nitwit somewhere decides to flex their small penis muscle and ruin the game for everybody. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think the world, at least the world and the population that I involve myself in, is looking at things a little bit more rationally. And I think there's a lot more people coming to the table like, all right, come, all right, come on. You know, <laughs> like just having that yeah. really, really. You know, yeah. So let, let's hope. So do we get into a very quick story? Because the interview I have is quite long. Oh, I'm excited for it. So let's do what we have to do. I want to hear. Let's go to an article from thechive.com. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm having flashbacks, baby. (laughs) This article is called The Best compliments you could ever get after sex (laughs) have you been given madeline ray a compliment after sex maybe even during sex but after sex 
that you fondly remember? No, nothing, nothing that resonates. I find that hard to believe. I wasn't ever like kicked out of the bed and said, you know, told to get packing. I was allowed to like stay the night, (laughs) share the covers. (laughs) So that's a good compliment, right? I get to share the covers. (laughs) I think you're lying to pervert nation. (laughs) (laughs) There is, I don't have anything that stands out. I mean, I, I wish, I really wish I had that like ace up the sleeve. Yes. That was comical and complimentary but mm. i but i don't okay what about you um i've had a few uh-huh a lot of them were kind of in the moment um, okay there was one girlfriend and she she was a girlfriend for i want to say about six months mm-hmm. and sadly she was breaking up with me and she went about it wrong because it, it was almost like an exit interview. But <laughs> the one compliment, like she gave, she was very flattering. It was a lot of, it's not you, it's me, you know, kind of mm-hmm. talk. And the one thing she said, she's like, don't get me wrong. Your sex game is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's, I guess, I guess that's good. You're still leaving. I can put that on my, my resume for next suitor. Right. Yeah, can you write that down for me, please? Use you as a reference. First <laughs> as a reference, yes. Put your phone number so they can call you. Uh, yeah, I've had a few compliments throughout uh, the years. I, I definitely had one. If you remember from the last episode, I talked about a partner who was um, petite and rather grippy when it came to how it felt around me. I'm trying to be very delicate. I know. I'm enjoying your facial Thank expression because you. <laughs> it looks like you're struggling. <laughs> a little bit. The first time we actually had sex, I want to say she was my third partner. Mm-hmm. And I think I was her third as well. And uh, I am on top. And I am trying to work my way in. And it's a lot of not pushing away, but kind of that open-handed, like, oh, boy, oh, oh, boy. I <laughs> Trust me, I'm delightfully average. I talk about that all the time. But she was just like, oh, wait, easy, easy, smooth. And, at, like, I'm just trying to go as slow as humanly possible. And she says, I, I swear I'm not bragging. She says, all right, are, are you in? And. Because I was concentrating on her and her face because, you know, this this is my first experience with this, you know, moment. I look down and I'm like, I told her, I'm about halfway in. Oh, and, God. Yeah, and that was pretty much what she said. She was like, oh. You know, and it, it, it took a while and she ended up calling me the next day telling me that she had to miss work. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. It was a moment. Congrats. Thank you. I choose that story to end this year. (laughs) Hey, that's a good one to end it with. Yes, but the people in this list also have some great lines to tell. So let's do it. If you don't marry me, then congrats and fuck you to your future wife. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Some people got the game. 
English was not their first language. They just babbled at me in their native tongue for a few minutes until they composed themselves. If you have people speaking in tongues, uh-huh. oh, that's a good time. After a mini marathon, she got out of bed, took two steps towards the bathroom and fell down. I go, are you okay? She says, I think so. I can't feel my legs. I came like eight times. The Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. (laughs) It is truly finding that person because everyone needs to find that person that they have these type of connections with. Mm. Everyone needs to. I had a girl cry once. I asked her what was wrong, and she said, I'm so happy. (gasps) That was definitely a first. That, oh, that's, you got to be in a really good place in a relationship to not scare a man with that. (laughs) (laughs) The crying afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Or during. Or during, yeah. Or before. Or beforehand, you know, whatever. (laughs) Have you have you had a man cry? Have you made a man cry? I don't think so. I, I've I've had glazed expressions afterwards. Those are nice. I enjoy those. But but I don't I don't think there's been any tears shed. Have you made someone speak a language you didn't know they spoke? No. Okay. That's everybody. It's been English speaking thus far. Well, you know, maybe maybe you'll get there one day. Don't give up your hope. My girl got me a coffee mug that had five stars on it and said, excellent, would fuck again. Oh, shit. That's adorable. That is adorable. This is a a quote to start. Where on earth did you learn to do that? Holy (sighs) shit. After going down on her and bringing her to orgasm several times, I learned the tips and tricks from an instructional video on how to eat vagina really well from nina hartley learned all kinds of new things it has served me well very very nice nina hartley did a bunch of instructional videos for adam and eve Mm -hmm. and oh who did it is it jessica drake she did it for wicked i want to say and there have been a number of performers that have made dvds and videos Mm -hmm on how to be better at the sex. You never know. Check them out. You might learn something, is all I'm saying. And the last one I'm going to bring up. My girlfriend and I have a competition to see which one of us can slap the other's ass and say good game first. Oh, shit. That, that is relationship goals for me. <laughs> and then y'all go in at the same time and whap your knuckles together. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. damn it, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> then you got a thumb war to see who's the winner. Oh, one, two, three, four. Yeah. I, I declare a thumb war. Yeah. There are a number of other quotes and stories in this article. So if you want to check it out, go to thechive.com or go to danglinafterdark.com, click the link to this article. You will see the show notes below it. The article will be there. Click it and read it. It's a good time. Do you know what else was a good time, Madeline Ray? <laughs> I was going to say your mom, but I was like, not the place for that. <laughs> you leave Mama Dangle out of I this. know. She's too good to do. I just want to say the hat. I love wearing it. 
Very, very nice. As this airs, I have to, I have to say it quietly in case uh, she listens to this. Mm-hmm. That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. She doesn't know how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> I made a picture of all the people that got hats or that yeah. I got pictures of that got hats and yeah. I made a big collage and gave it to her for Christmas Aww. to show how much everybody appreciated her hats at Exotica DC. Yeah. Good times. Very cool. I'm so, sure, I'm sure she cried immensely from it or went, why the hell did you do this? One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. I had such a great time speaking with Arabelle. Raphael, thank you so much to Triple X Star PR for the opportunity to interview her. I talk about it in the interview. I've known of her and I've followed her on social media for quite a while, or at least I thought I did. For some reason, much like it happens as we talked in this episode, I just somehow unfollowed her. So Mm. I'm like, oh, cool. I get to interview her. And I tried to pull her up and she wasn't there. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So refollowed and started really going through her timeline. And it is fantastic. It's a complete timeline because not only do you get the naughty things that she is promoting, but Mm -hmm. she has such a fantastic personality just with her talking about daily life stuff. It is Tremendous. She has a great sense of humor. She is just absolutely amazing. Super personable, great energy, very conversational, which makes doing an interview so much easier. The work that she does is so easy to talk about Mm -hmm. because she brings that energy to it. And she really knows just how to pull that sexual energy out of you as a viewer which is amazing and she's stunning and just it was so much fun to be able to interview and it sounds like you are truly a fan of her work i gosh i don't even know how long i've been following her just oh over five years more than five years okay so just watching her career develop over since pre-covid during covid afterwards and uh, this is going to just be creepy as shit, but I want to smell her hair. She has got like the most beautiful hair I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, oh, mm. Mm. <laughs> she, she has beautiful lots of things. She does. But it's always I don't know, being the person I am, the face in the hair and the way everything's framed. And I'm just like, oh, you are a work of art. I can't disagree <sighs> with you. I know. Yeah. So I know everyone listening is going to fall in love with Arabelle Raphael in this interview. It is just so much fun. And uh, you're getting a pretty epic episode considering how long this interview is. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Fans, people in Pervert Nation, if I start to do things where things become, you know, on Patreon, or I start to do other projects or start to really sell product, I need you to get behind it because you are you have gotten eight plus years of some pretty epic stuff with this show. And uh it would be awesome if you to show support. You could do it by 
continuing to vote for me. Yeah. Best Adult Podcast for the AVN Fan Awards at avnawards.com. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, a pretty cool one for sure. And you know what else is pretty cool? It is you, Madeline Ray. Oh, stop. You are amazing. You are entertaining. You are beautiful. (laughs) You make amazing product. Thank you. It is weird to lust after a guest host of mine. (laughs) Did that make you uncomfortable? No. Oh, damn it. I was trying. All right. Let me say it again in a more. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So. But it has been a pleasure to have you on. I was actually looking at it. I had you on as a guest in episode 370 as like a guest guest. Like you did the gauntlet before that, but that was your first guest guest. And you have done nothing but bring your humor and your greatness and your creativity to the show all year and i truly appreciate it so thank you for being a part of this journey you know what thank you because when i reached out i was figuring you're gonna be like no (laughs) (laughs) and here you are how many episodes later still here we are here we are i have a great team and you are a part of that team and if for some miracle grace of the heavens we win the fan award for best of all podcast you are a huge part of that that win for sure fingers crossed if not then you know what there's always next year that's right as they always say because this train never stops baby the toot toot (laughs) and if people want to check out your caboose (laughs) where where do they need to go you know what if they want to check out my caboose they can go to madelineray.com and then they can also check out my OnlyFans page which it's actually madelineraof.com because vanity links and Uh, then maybe I'll post the uh, occasional picture on Twitter which is at madelineray Tremendous. Everybody knows you can follow me at the Dick Dangle on Twitter, Dangling After Dark on Instagram, DanglingAfterDark.com is the website. Uh, I'm really a little bit everywhere, and hopefully the transition from one podcast host to the next goes seamless into the new year. We're going to find out. But thank you, one and all, for listening to this show Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Please support content creators and pay for your porn. You want to support people like Madeline Ray and Arabelle Raphael. They need your support. They love your support. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Give quality comments and compliments to the people that you have sex with be an adult and look at sex in the healthiest way you possibly can and if you need our guidance we are here for you pervert nation enjoy the interview with arabelle Raphael, and of course dangle on tremendous we did it <laughs> Mm. Don't worry. 
Dick would be coming back. recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest is a stunning performer who is all about quality, be it her incredible studio content where you'll find her working with Kink, Reality Kings, Brazzers, Burning Angel, Transsensual, Jules Jordan, and more or her phenomenal subscription and clip site content that keeps her rabid fan base on the edge of their seat, or her killer social media game, there is nothing not to love about this award-nominated and tattooed destroyer of worlds. Get ready to find out what millions of people already know and enjoy, and that is the devastatingly gorgeous Arabelle Raphael. How are you doing today? Good. That's quite an intro. Thank you. (laughs) I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing extremely well. Feel free to cut it out of a downloaded episode and just have that as a ringtone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'll just play that to myself every morning when I wake up. (laughs) Your morning affirmation. Yeah, exactly. So before we go on to this amazing journey, I'm sure we're about to have, can you please tell everybody where they can find you, not only online, but on social media? Yeah, everything uh, from my OnlyFans to my Twitter to my Instagram is just my full name. I will spell it out because it's hard, (laughs) but it'll be at A-R-A-B-E-L-L-E. R-A-P-H-A-E-L. And that's where you'll find all all my stuff. Uh, from Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. Um, what else do we have? We have TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I think I think that's the good. And of course, OnlyFans, where all the good stuff is. Yeah. The best stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So it is a pleasure to speak with you. Um, I almost feel, I feel like I have to apologize because I thought I was already following you, and when the opportunity came to interview you, I'm like, oh, perfect! I'll just be able to you know research you through your social media links and things like that. And this bird app said that I wasn't, so we had a bit of a fight, but now we've corrected the error because I've been someone that uh as you've been a performer i've kind of been in your timeline and and you've been on my radar in some form or fashion for a while but i can't believe you've been in the industry since 2010 which is truly a lifetime in the adult industry (laughs) how have you grown and changed in that time i know that's a really broad question but you know what changes have you seen within yourself I mean, so many, I, you know, I was 20, 21, <laughs> 21, I think when I started 2021. So I, first of all, I just like grew up, right. <laughs> you know, um, and the way I approach this work and my relationship to it has like really changed over the years too. Um, and I, I think I'm the best I've ever been when it comes to performing Um, I think, you know, I think with like getting older, just like also more confident and comfortable with like myself to also like taking it a little bit more seriously, uh, you know, as like 
a career because at this point it's a career, you know, uh, it's not this thing that I'm just kind of doing. Um, so a, a lot has changed, you know, um, which is good. If, if I hadn't changed in 13 years, there'd be some like, you know, stunted, there'd be some issues. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I'm sure with this experience and just with growing as a person, you are taking certain parts of the career seriously and other parts you've learned that you don't have to take seriously. Oh, yeah, for sure. And things to let go of, you know, I think I learned how to be like on the Internet, learned how to do that in way better ways than when I first started, because, you know, like. It's not like social media hadn't been around that long when I started performing. You know, I think it started being being a thing in like my late high school years. Mm. So, yeah, it's like fairly new right. <laughs> when I started performing. So, you know, only a couple years old. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you learn how to be a person on the Internet in the best, you know, for your own sanity and others. Right. <laughs> With this experience, are you more selective when it comes to the studio projects that you're involved in? Uh, very much so. I mean, I continue to shoot porn because I, I love shooting porn. I really do. I really like making movies. I like being a pervert. I really like making pornography. Um, but I, you know, I also have independent income from uh, that when it comes to studio work at this point. And so I have the luxury and the privilege to to do that and to be, you know, to pick and choose and really figure out like what's right for me without having like a financial stress, you know, as like I think, you know, starts out when you start off in many industries when you're young and new. Um, so, yeah, definitely like pickier. And um, I also there's just more available to me than there was when I started too. Mm. Um, porn has changed a lot since I started, um, when it comes, I mean, I think it's a way more diverse than it used to be. Like there's, there's, there's been so many different kinds of shifts, but yeah, very much so. I'm definitely pickier about what I'm, what I'm doing and what I want to do. I want, I want to feel really good about every time I shoot. I want it to be great. Yeah. Yeah. In looking at the work that I've seen you do, it's truly hard to believe that you say that you enjoy this work because it really doesn't come through in the scenes you make <laughs> like you like you put in the work i love watching your scenes oh thank you i'm so sorry that you can hear my dog oh please don't apologize i love it it's adorable so well before asking this the next question let's just dive into that um yeah. what is the name of your dog and what type of dog is it his name is keanu he's a pomsky oh okay yeah, he's very cute. How old? He is two years old. Oh, the terrible twos in dog ears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's <laughs> a complete brat. Complete brat. Complete brat. Yeah. But he's so cute that he gets away with it. <laughs> well, uh, it is quite okay if if the barks come through. I have no issue with that. Okay, great. <laughs> Now, when most performers enter the industry, it gives them a safe place to explore their own sexuality, and your filmography covers so many genres and topics. What have you discovered that you enjoy sexually now, and what have you discovered that you were like, meh, I could live without that? 
Oh yeah. Um, okay. Meh, I could live without that. I definitely learned like rape fantasy is not for me. Mm-hmm. Not into it. Not fun. Not exciting. So, but I tried it, you know, I was given a space to try that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's not for me. I, yeah, I learned that I like definitely not into like any kind of, uh, I don't even degradation can, can be taken in. So I don't like humiliation. How about okay. that? That's what I'm, I'm not into it. And then things, oh, so many things. I mean, I definitely like grew into learning and learning what kind of like, I'm a switch, but like what kind of dominant I am and that realized that like, oh, wow, like I, I can, I don't have to be this like stern, scary dom. I can be this like the mommy, the mommy dom pretty much. Like I definitely figured that about myself through porn and at first people started calling me mommy and I hated it because I was like 25 and was like no (laughs) big titties you know um but then over the years I just kind of you know I kind of like got into it and like really started embracing it and really enjoying that role I mean I've done so many firsts uh on camera that like and I've done so much yeah you're right I've done a lot of different types of porn over the years I mean, I, yeah, I fisted someone for the first time on camera, I, which I love doing. That's great. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, I learned that I liked like some electricity play. Never thought I would be into that. Yeah. There's just a whole lot of like the different kinds of role play. Who knew that I would think gangbang? I mean, I didn't, I don't know if I was like, I didn't think I like gangbangs, but I definitely learned that I like gangbangs. <laughs> um yes yeah, so much so much through porn it's just it's an interesting way to explore your sexuality i don't know if i'm like number one recommended but it's kind of a nice thing too you know like yeah i don't know yeah i definitely got to experience a lot uh, through scenes um so much <laughs> yeah i was looking through your Twitter timeline and recently you had posted, I think it was kind of like a behind the scenes clip of you with uh, a gentleman on a table for kink and you had a cattle prod. Oh yeah. And <laughs> and you look like almost giddy when you kind of <laughs> zapped him with it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, because I didn't even zap him. I made him back into right. it, which is even meaner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to hold it there. You're going to walk into it. Uh, someone did that to me as a sub a very a long time ago when I forever remembered it. And I was like, one day I'm going to do that to someone because that's fucked up. It's like so much more of a like mental like fuck to make the person torture themselves <laughs> kind of. Um, but yeah, super giddy. I mean, that was my favorite. I saw the video and I saw my face and I was like, that is like pure bliss. <laughs> And that's such a great place to be in because when you're at that level as a performer where you could still have those moments, even though you have you have experienced so much, it's got to be like, yeah, this is why I do this. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that. I do really live for that, like, scene high. Like, it's a high. I compare it to a high. Like, uh, when the chemistry is there and the energy is there and it's just like. It feels like an unchoreographed ballet. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> and 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 that like truly like I find so pleasurable, and I do. I love that I don't. You know, after so many years, I'm not burnt out on it. And you know, does it happen with every single scene? No, but like a lot of them at this point, I feel like I'm 
very lucky to get to experience that as often as I do. Nothing like seeing you in the cattle prod ballet. That is. (laughs) (laughs) You star in a new reality King scene on their milf hunter site. And if I may read from your press release, it is titled hunting the horny gardener. And the scene pairs you with J Mac and it begins with you gardening. And when he brings a package over, uh, you know, to be delivered, you are so grateful that you can't hide your attraction for him. And of course it leads to the sex. My question to you, have you ever been attracted to someone in the non porn population? Oh yeah. For sure. I've actually dated very few porn people. Um, Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm attracted to all kinds of people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They don't have to be porn stars. (laughs) It's it's interesting. I hear so many people within the industry, and it's kind of a big split where it is the group of people that will not date people within the industry and the people that will only date within the industry. So I never know how that falls for each individual performer. I'm always interested to find out. Totally. I'm done for whatever. I think, you know, I did dated more non, I dated like two other sex workers. One was an escort and then another one was another performer. That was a while ago though. And then you know, my, my ex-husband and I was not a performer, but then ended up like making content with me. Never did the whole, like he didn't make a, he was actually like so good at that. He didn't make a Twitter and try to become like a porn dude, which I really appreciate. You know, (laughs) he just like, was like, I'm lucky I get to be a stunt dick. And he did. He was so lucky. He got to like, you know, make porn with me and fuck a bunch of like hot porn stars too. Uh, Um, and, and yeah, now I'm dating a non- porn person too so it's kind of been split but yeah i it's nice to i don't know i i enjoy both both sides like i like that there's a break and i'm interacting with someone whose life is completely different from mine and also it is really cool to be dating any kind of other sex worker that like understands you know even if you're not doing the same kind of work there's uh they understand more you know either the way like society treats you or like, just like these really like nuanced, it's a nuanced perspective. Right. And, um, and yeah, that, that can be also really wonderful, uh, as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I don't have a, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. And in just being a stunt dick, I don't think I could pull that off because I'm a chubby ginger and I think people would recognize me right away yeah they would know it's you they they would have to know because there's so few redheaded men in the industry that's that's true i'm trying to think of a redheaded performer male performer and i can't think of one right now so you're saying there's a chance no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) right i can't think of uh, there's a lot of there's like there's there's a quite a few groups still like the people that like you don't see a whole lot of anyway but yeah (laughs) Yeah. we we screw with the white balance really bad yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you have a scene for trans erotica in the film lesbian seeks tea girl where you work with the beautiful natalie mars do you ever fangirl over certain performers 
I don't know if fangirl is the word. Do I get really excited? Yes. Do I? I don't put people on like pedestals or like idolize people or anyway because people are people. Like no matter if they're like famous or really hot or whatever. But are there people that I'm stoked on? <laughs> yeah, Natalie Mars definitely was one. <laughs> um, I mean, she's stupid beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dumb. <laughs> um, so yes and no like I, I I definitely get excited if I think someone's super hot but like you know I'm I mean you know people will do it with me where they like put me up on a pedestal or like kind of give me this like you know kind of like idol worship kind of thing and I'm like I'm an asshole just like everybody else you know like <laughs> like you know we're you know and people do it with celebrities and all that stuff so I, I try to not like fangirl people in general but like yeah i'm like do i get stoked when someone's i'm gonna have sex with someone super hot yes <laughs> you know yeah. that is super healthy of you i appreciate that <laughs> i can't try <laughs> <laughs> I to, at mental health <laughs> right. what is something you wish you had the opportunity to do more of when it comes to your studio work um, I wish I got, uh, you know, I used to do more features and I don't really do features anymore. And I'm actually a really good actress and enjoy it. Um, so I wish that, you know, I wish tattoos were still such a limiting thing because they are. So in those, in those ways, so I'd like to, I'd like to do more of that. That would be really fun. Like, and I, I, you know, I'll do like little, I guess there is acting in the small, you know, like there's acting when I do like reality things and there's acting when I do like team skeet and that stuff too. Mm. Uh, but it'd be fun to do like, yeah, to do more features, like a little longer stories. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm like trying to think, yeah, I don't know. And some of the more, I guess, you know, again, tattooed girls are less, you know, you not usually cast from some of the more like super glam stuff. Uh, which I think I glam really well, so that's too bad for them. But anything that they don't do for me, I'll do for myself. And that's the wonderful part about like making your own content too, is it like, okay, if studios don't want to give me everything I want, I can make it happen for me too. Right. Um, which is cool. But yeah, those are, there's a couple things that like that, that would be cool to, to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. I've seen you uh, do some of the more story-based things, you know, in uh, in films past, and I thought you delivered. And I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that tattoos are still a thing, like where people right. don't hire you because of it. Just that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It's still very much a thing. I, I actually had a, a lovely director that we were talking on set, and he was like, you know you're a tough sell. And I was like, yeah, I know. He's like the tattoos. He's like, but like you're here cause you're really popular and you have like a fan base. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, and so really, I'm really grateful to fans, <laughs> you know, cause that like kind of prove that like, that's not necessarily true. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely still like a thing where like, even if you're like an established performer with tons of fans and like good at what you do, it's still like, still a little bit like pulling teeth um but again it's it's better than it used to be for sure yeah oh for sure yeah yeah you've been nominated for a number of awards in your career from the avn awards to the t awards and it shows your reach and abilities as well as your popularity as a performer are you someone that believes just being nominated is the win (laughs) 
always great. I would say, I don't know if it's the win. I wouldn't go that far, but like, is it every, like every nomination is still like, means a lot to me of whether I win or not. Would I like to win one? Yes. <laughs> but like, just the fact that I'm nominated is pretty fucking awesome. Mm. And it's nice to get, you know, that kind of recognition from uh, the rest of the industry. Um, because it's not an easy industry when it comes to that. I think it, 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 it's a lot of the time, you know, you have some, it can be, it can be hard to get that within the industry, mm. even if it's just like a director telling you, like you did a good scene. Surprisingly, sometimes not all the time. You have some people that like are amazing and show like the enthusiasm, but you have some people that you're like, I don't even know if you're happy with what I just did or not, <laughs> you know? Right. So it can be hard. So, so when you do get that recognition, it does feel really good. And it feels really good getting it also from, honestly, from recently, a lot of like cool, like recognition of beginnings, but amongst like other performers, especially cause I'm like older now and older as in I'm 33, you know, but like in born, born years and for how long I've been around, you know, I've been around like for more than a decade so I have a lot of like performers that are like, that I work with that like were fans, you know, okay. and that's really interesting and kind and also kind of cool, you know, they'll be like, I was so excited to work with you. I've like watched your stuff for like so long and like blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's like super fucking flattering. Mm. Uh, it's nice to feel the enthusiasm from like your, your co-stars and fellow performers too. Mm. Now, speaking of your fans, this year your fans have stepped up and you are nominated for an AVN Fan Award for Most Spectacular Boobs. With your fan base, you definitely have a shot. How does it feel to have such a vocal and dedicated fan base? Oh, I am beyond grateful. Um, I really do feel like, I mean, I wouldn't have anything if I didn't have them. I wouldn't be able to do this job. I wouldn't have been able to get as far as I have. And because it's been like, I, you know, like not always easy. Like the, my fan base is like the number one thing for me. Like they're the ones who have made things happen. They're the ones who have gotten me a, onto some sites that I don't think I would have gotten them without them being so vocal, to be honest. I can't like, I, there's, I don't have words. Like, I feel so incredibly grateful to my fan base. And there are people that have been following my career since, like, that know the first scene I was in, which I'm not even credited in my first scene, funny enough. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are people that know me from that scene, which is wild. So I, 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 don't, I don't have words. Mm. I'm beyond grateful to them. And, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, may I say that whether you win or not, your breasts are quite spectacular. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> at what point did you realize the power that they had over mortal men? Oh, fairly young. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, they came in young, and I, I noticed right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that that's been a trick up my sleeve for a long time. <laughs> Well, that's actually why I asked that, because I always find that when performers have a certain attribute that it has gotten them out of speeding tickets or things like that, has it ever gotten you, have they ever gotten you out of trouble? <laughs> you know, I don't know. And in, in, in such a blatant way where I was like, that's exactly why. I don't know. I think it, they've gotten me more things than gotten me out of trouble. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
yeah, that I'm like, no, though, that was my titties for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but trouble, I don't know. I've been lucky. I haven't gotten into too much trouble. Oh, good for you. I know. I was a terrible kid, too. I just got really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> now, strange question. Do you yeah. have a name for your breasts? I do not name my titties, okay. no. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever, no, no names. Okay. No names. They're just my titties. <laughs> Do you have a name for your fan base? Uh, no, I have once came up with, I don't even remember what it was. No, I never came up with like the, you know, I've seen, I've seen people do, was it like Siri has the Syrians, which is cute. I like that. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, no, I thought about the Raphaelites. <laughs> oh, I actually like that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've never actually like used that or done that. Oh. <laughs> well, consider me a member. Either no. way. That's your heart. <laughs> With everything that you bring to the table, I am stunned that you don't have a personalized sex toy. Oh, yeah. We need to make right. this happen. I would like to make that happen. That would be really fun. All right. The call has gone out. <laughs> make it happen. Yes. <laughs> Someone feel, I don't know what, if, I don't know if it'd be like my boobs, my throat, my pussy, my butthole. Like, I really don't know. They're all pretty, they're all winners. Yeah, they are. So that means we just have to make a full doll. A full great. Those are so creepy. I like them though. <laughs> They're like creepy. And that's not to say that is not shitting on anyone that fucks them because I like creepy. If you Googled me, you should know that. Don't, don't be offended. If you're listening and you're like, she just called me a creep. Don't be offended. It's totally fine. You're in good company. Um, but yeah, they're all creepy. It's like the, what is it? The, oh fuck. There's a term for it. Something uncanny. Valley of the Uncanny. Is that it? Where things are too, like, too, uh, like if, when they get too realistic, they start uh, to get a little creepy. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone's got to, someone's got to fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like that scene from Jaws. They have lifeless eyes like a dog's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, looking at the scenes that you have done on DVD, I can only imagine what can be found on your only fans what can listeners expect with their subscription oh man uh group scenes girl girl blowjobs mommy stuff orgies tons of anal <laughs> uh deep throat i mean yeah i try to make everything some things are like super stylized like films others are like home sex tapes i really try I like, I like, I like, uh, we've, uh, hopefully this has come across. Yeah, I like making a lot of diverse kinds of porn and different kinds of stuff. So there's literally everything for everybody. There's some scenes with trans folks and non-binary performers. There's, there's all kinds, mm. really. Do you do stuff that is like your day-to-day -day things, or is it mostly just a way to put out scenes that you have made i'm actually starting to implement more and more of that like it's funny that you say that like it's just something i was like i started like putting morning routines and like them like joining me in the shower and that kind of thing and yeah i want to do that i share a lot of interests with my fans too like i've always like 
I don't know. I want I want to interact with people on the internet about shit that I like because why why wouldn't I? Um, right. So I'm vocal about what I'm into. So I like to collect records, and that's something that we do. Like I do a lot of like uh, live shows on my OnlyFans too, and like we definitely have like oh you know we of course. I fuck and squirt and do all kinds of stuff on it. But then we just also talk about music a whole bunch, mm. um, you know, and make playlists and all kinds of stuff. So I try to share what I'm into as well with, with people. So I'm definitely making more content like that. It's kind of like based off of my interests and that kind of stuff yeah. too. Mm-hmm. We are going to get to it in a bit. I have a couple more questions, but I can audibly hear my listeners eye roll when you said that you collect records because I'm a big record person and we're going to talk music, but I'm going to, (laughs) (laughs) but I have a, a couple more questions in the general part of our conversation here. You have over 320 videos in your ManyVid store, and looking at it, you have worked with so many amazing performers. What do you look for in people that you create content with? Oh, yeah. Um, Really, who I'm attracted to. And I'm attracted to so many different types of people. But that's really it. Like, if they seem like a nice person, like, also try to steer away from, like, you know, people that seem like a little unstable (laughs) just because i don't need that (laughs) Um, well then this interview is over no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) i did not say i was sane i just um, i attempted sanity that's That's my i try (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i really need also you don't have to be a picture of mental health just try (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah yeah it's really just uh yeah and that library is not even i have so much more on my OnlyFans. I think I probably have like over 500 scenes at this point available on that. Um, but yeah, like the kind, yeah, really, it, I just want to be attracted to them. Mm. That's really it. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, or, you know, if I'm not like getting paid to do the scene, you know, like, and I'm, I get to choose who I'm going to work with, you know, like, I want to work with people that I find sexy. Um, and some people, and once, a, you know what, once in a while, like I'll meet with someone that I'm, I don't find unattractive, but like, I, you know, I'm like, okay, you're not my type. And then I meet them and their energy is so hot. And they're like a way about them is so hot. And then that will happen too. We're like, and they're never, there's never, I mean, you know, we're all, professionally good looking so you know no one's ever not attractive but like you know maybe at first glance I wasn't like oh my god like or they're just not the usual thing I go for and then uh, yeah I'll meet them at a party or through other whatever or they've shot with a bunch of friends of mine and then I meet them and then like I'm just like slapped in the face in the face with their sexiness (laughs) so um I love that actually it's like really nice surprises and you're like oh I didn't even know I didn't even know I was attracted to you but I am (laughs) you know kind of thing um and I like I like to work with other people who you know are truly like horny okay yeah yeah i want you know like i don't like shooting with like girl girl performers who aren't into girls like i really try to avoid that as much as possible that is not fun for me i don't want to do it you know so so yeah just really like chemistry being attracted to them and yeah beyond that i don't really care experience rarely goes into it for me 
or like how many followers or whatever, like, um, or that kind of thing. Like that's less of a deciding factor. Okay. Uh, when I'm like performing, going to perform with someone. Yeah. Just like, I just, yeah. I want to be attracted to them. I want to fuck people I'm into. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Don't worry. Dick will be coming back. recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. When it comes to your own content, is there any kink or fetish that you film and you do enjoy, but you're still, ah, for lack of a better term, surprised at its popularity? Mm, No. Mm. I think... Because the biggest kink I shoot and get asked for is definitely the mommy stuff. And I think, especially after COVID, like, everybody wants to get taken care of. (laughs) Everybody wants this, like, sexy maternal, like, kind of thing. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Um, And I I think, like, the term mommy milkers, like, was, like, skyrocketed when COVID hit. Okay. Uh, Which is funny (laughs) to me. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, everybody's looking for, like, comfort. No, I don't think there's any kinks that I do that I'm really surprised at at this point. There are things about my that's So I think I have beautiful breasts. I know I have beautiful breasts. Um, Some guys are really into the seeing my boobs, like when I'm like leaning forward and they're hanging and just swinging. I think that's kind of weird, but thank God they exist. (laughs) My boobs do do that. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But it's like for me, I always think of like, oh, that's like an unflattering, like like but that's not an angle that I find flattering for myself. But so many people are into that. And that was interesting to hear, I guess, or to see that I was like, oh, like dudes are really into seeing like tits just kind of hanging and swaying in the wind <laughs> you know um and god bless them um <laughs> uh, but yeah i think that's it i don't i don't think there are very many kinks that like surprise me <laughs> at it's, this point yeah it's amazing that now as you say that when you said that you've kind of embraced the kind of the mummy dom role, I've talked to other people within the content creation community and they've said the same thing like that. The, uh, the compassionate dom is kind of making its way into the industry a lot more, or at least it's becoming a lot more popular and I can kind of Mm -hmm. appreciate that. And, And that's, you know, because of the pandemic and things like that, it makes a lot of sense of why it's becoming popular. Yeah. Right. I think, I think people want this kind of like to, to, to be taken care of, which I totally get. Like, I mean, even mommies want mommies too sometimes, you know? <laughs> and like, I don't know if I'm like working a bunch and whatever, sometimes I'm like, I want some like hot babe with big titties to kind of like, just like <laughs> cradle me and like <laughs> tell me I'm cute. <laughs> you know, that sounds great. <laughs> I understand the appeal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. And all the, all the MILF stuff. 
uh, it, it, it makes sense. Also, like, I think people are interested. I mean, like, okay, with people who are, well, I, I say older, but it's like literally like early 30s. <laughs> you know not that old right. <laughs> but but like you know someone that versus someone that's 18 someone that's 33 has a lot more experience and like i don't know i'm better at sex than i was at 18 mm-hmm. like, hands down yeah um and i was always good at sex but i feel like i've really like learned a lot about other people and my body and what i'm into and whatever and there's that like confidence and that like experience uh that is like really appealing to people too um yeah which i get i've definitely you know i I tend to not be super attracted to like much younger people though i am learning this is very surprising for me is that i definitely like torturing like guys in their early 20s (laughs) i learned last was last week (laughs) i was like oh okay Because I usually like, yeah, I'm like when they're like on the younger, younger end, which I'm doing way more now, you know, as because I'm doing all these mommy milf like kind of stuff. And, and and I'm like, oh, wait, I do enjoy this dynamic. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> as I mentioned in your opening, you have a number of tattoos. What drew you to tattoos? Ugh, I don't know, man. I like... I really liked tattoos as like a teenager and thought they were really cool and just wanted to get covered up. And like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I just like not gotten any, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably mostly because of the work that I'm in and like, I'm aware of like, uh, how it has like, can be like an issue, but I don't know. At this point I'm like so tattooed that I'm just like, we'll just go for it. Just fucking go wild. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. I, I don't know. It's. I think it's like the decorate. I, I think I just like decorating myself. Mm. I think that's fun. I like art. So that yeah. And it's really funny because people will always ask, like, you know, what's the meaning behind this? And I'm like, it's pretty. Like usually, as I've gotten older, my tattoos have been less and less meaningful. Okay. In a way, I think when I was younger, I had like a story or there was symbolism with this. And now I'm like, actually, I just like, like this kind of patterns or I really like snakes, <laughs> you know, and that's it. Like there's no deep meaning behind them. And I just, yeah, I think just, just an appreciation of art and like liking to like, like, de- I like decorating. Mm. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Do you have a point at which the canvas will be complete and you stop getting them or will the painting never be finished? I'll probably be done at some points. There are parts of my body I don't want to tattoo also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will at some point run out of space. So it will be done at some point for sure. Like I'm not touching my chest. Okay. <clears throat> Personally, don't don't want to do that. I do enjoy it on other people, but like that's a spot that I, I don't really want to tattoo. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, uh, I like I like that area of my body just as it is. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I found them really sexy too. Um, and I still do. You can take a kind of average looking person, slap some tattoos on them, and you're like, hmm, a couple of hot, like, hotter points happen. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say average, by the way, I love a mid. I love a mid. Oh. <laughs> so, I do. I don't go for super, I, mean, I appreciate super pretty, 
but it's not like my like number one thing that I like look for and, and love a mid. Uh, you're speaking <laughs> my language now. <laughs> I know my lane, darn it. <laughs> mid is a good lane, man. Yes. <laughs> it's gotten me right to the middle and it's perfect. There you go. <laughs> One thing I don't know if you've been made aware of, but I enjoy combing people's social media to ask them questions about posts that they have made. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So are you willing to answer a couple questions about some recent posts? Sure. All right. So before we actually get started, I do want to say that you had put out a tweet where you talk about, you know, you don't respond to everything and, you know, sometimes you have issues with your interactions on Twitter. You post a ton. I sure the fuck do. Yeah. Like, I I don't know uh, why you would say that because there's no way you could possibly interact with the over 340,000 followers you have on Twitter. Right. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. People get really mad. And I'm like, I just, you miss, you can't see every notification, Right. you know, you miss it. So yeah, I just tell people, I'm like, you know, like, first of all, I, d- I don't live on the internet. Mm-hmm. I know. I think <laughs> I do go like outside and touch grass. So <laughs> like, I'm, you know, not on here all the time. And like, you, and, you know, and I do try to like acknowledge because I, I appreciate that people like, take the time and follow my shit and engage with me. And like engagement is good for me too. Like, so I appreciate that. And I do try to like, even if I maybe not tweet back at them, at least like, you know, heart it, just knowing them like, Hey, I saw you mm-hmm. like, thank you. You know? But yeah, like once in a while people will get like really fussy and like be like, God, I can't believe I voted. I just had someone that were like, I can't believe I voted for you. And I'm like, What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wow. Like, I, t- I took the afternoon to like go have brunch with a friend. Hey. Like, How friend. dare you? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you monster. Right. And then they tell me, well, then the same person that was like, I'm too broke for your OnlyFans. And I'm like, my OnlyFans cost three dollars. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm not, you know, okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just, like, try to let people know. And sometimes I also don't want people to think that I'm, like, straight up, like, ignoring them. Because there are people, even, like, peers that have tweeted at me. And I, like, never see, I didn't see the tweet until, like, you know, months later. Because someone else, like, hearts it or something. And I'm like, oh, you responded to me. Whoops. So let's get into a couple of tweets here. So the first one I want to ask you about, you wrote, went to the hotel gym so I could eat a second dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your typical workout routine and what are your favorite foods that you work out for? Oh, yeah. Uh, Typical workout routine. uh, When I'm home, I do Pilates once a week. I do boxing training uh, twice a week with my trainer. And then I have an elliptical in my living room. So then when I want to be lazy and whatever, I'm still like moving my body around. And I, you know, I walk my dog every day and go on hikes and that kind of stuff. But I try to do like cardio every day. Um, And then I, unfortunately, I'm on a low carb. I'm on a, a low carb guy. Which is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So there's not a lot of foods that I, it's, it's the quantities that I want to eat. Okay. <laughs> eat fairly healthy, but, oh, you know what though? No, I take that back. Uh, my, my like Achilles heel is cheese. I love cheese. I'm, you know, I was born in France. It's part of our culture. (laughs) Um, I really love cheese so much. So that's definitely like my like toxic food trait. I don't really have a sweet tooth. Um, But yeah, and my favorite, I mean, I just like that. I could eat like, I'm going to die of mercury poisoning. I love eating seafood. I eat so much seafood all the time. Like troughs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all I did when I was in New York, <laughs> I just ate like clams and oysters the entire time, um, which I did. I went and worked out so I could eat this like glass. I I let myself have glass noodles because they're like they're on the like less intense carb okay. <laughs> spectrum <laughs> and had, had uh, clam glass noodles. Mm. They were delicious. It was worth it. It was worth that that elliptical (laughs) yes now being rather chesty um certain things can be difficult like finding uh clothing that fits but exercise can definitely be another how do you keep them contained oh (laughs) Oh, man it's hard Uh, i need to get like crazy sports bras there's stuff that i just like will not do like i well and that's not true i'll run i'm usually hold my tits if i'm running and no lie like just straight up i'm just like holding onto them for dear life um it's really hard to, for me to find bras that fit me because i'm also i have i have a small back for how big my cup size is oh okay um, I'm actually a very it's weird so i'm very curvy and thick but a very small person like I'm five three. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm five three. I have like tiny little wrists. Like I'm a I'm a petite person. I'm just thick, thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's yeah, it's hard to find sizing like that. So yeah, hands, lots of bras. I usually wear bras that are like a little too small for me too, so they'll just kind of squeeze it down. Uh, when it comes to like working out. But yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard to find things to, yeah. for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I take the same approach when it comes to underwear. I get underwear that's too small, so it makes my balls look bigger. <laughs> I don't do that. That would be horrible. <laughs> that would be painful, I feel like. <laughs> Physically painful. You are correct. <laughs> now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about. You wrote, The Sopranos is still one of the best shows ever made. Oh, yeah. Now, I am not a big TV person, so I need you to explain to me what made this show so wonderful and what else are you currently watching? Um. Okay, because you had, you had comedy, you had drama. It made fun of itself. It was a deep show. It was really well made. The acting was superb. The writing was great. Um. I mean, it, and it still holds up, you know, and this was made what, like, oh, when the Sopranos came out, late 90s? Somewhere around there, I think. Yeah, right. And it's still like, just like, you know, some things like don't age very well and it's still like great. Yeah, everything about it was just so good, you know, and it was like the 
deep but not like not full not like pretentious either mm-hmm. yeah it was a really good show it was a really good show and people feel the same i also love a mob story oh, so good oh, okay. so fun so entertaining i do i do i like a mob story mm-hmm. um what am i watching now uh i just finished white lotus yeah i, I saw really that fun. tweet you were like blown away by the season finale yeah, it was good. It was a good ending. I'm not going to ruin it for people, but it was it was funny. Because <laughs> uh, how do I how do I not ruin it? This uh, character that like gets through surviving all kinds of stuff, and then they like end up dying in the dumbest way, which is like very comedic. It was funny. It was good, and uh, and you just have some great actors in it. Uh, I I love Jennifer Coolidge. I could watch her all day. She's fucking hilarious. But yeah, I don't have a lot of time for it. But yeah, that's like the last thing I watched. I was watching uh, House of Dra- was it Dragons or Dragon? I don't know. Uh, but it's like the like prequel to uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. Which I don't know, fighting incest. It's fun. <laughs> Dra- dragons. I don't know. It's entertaining. <laughs> Now, for the listeners, because they'll want to know this, uh, the Sopranos series ran from the beginning of 1999 to 2007. So you nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it. Late 90s. The last year of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a good fucking show. Mm -hmm. So good. So because you had brought up music and records, which we will have to have a conversation off air uh, about it for sure, what are you listening to? What do you collect? I am down for this conversation right now. Oh, so I listen to every genre, mostly. Um, if it's good, it's good. I listen to metal. I listen to classical. I love jazz. Um, I listen, I collect a lot of like 60s pop um, from kind of all over the world. Okay. Uh, so I have a pretty extensive like Middle Eastern and like North African collection. I have like... I have like a, you know, psych rock from Cambodia from the 60s. Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. So a lot of that, uh, what else do I have? I have like some like, you know, Bay Area metal because I grew up in the Bay Area and went to metal shows. Um, And then, you know, what do I have? Like uh, some 60s French pop too. Uh, A lot of that, like Gainsbourg and like that kind of thing. Trying to think of what what else do I have? That's a little bit of everything, really. Um, I really like, like, Alice Coltrane. So, like, kind of uh, specifically her, like, 70s, like, kind of experimental, kind of psychedelic. You have because that's a reoccurring thing. Is I really like, like, psychedelic, psychedelia in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, like, yeah, psychedelic jazz almost. And there's, like, this beautiful, like, harp that you feel like you're kind of, like, getting hypnotized when you listen to it. Um, it's really cool. I have fans that like buy me records and send me stuff and have introduced me to really cool things. It's really fun to share that with my fan base. I love that. Uh, just recently I I had a fan that like sent me, who's great. I love him. He's amazing. He has me tattooed on his arm. It's wild. Yeah. I've been tattooed on two people. It's fucking insane. Like, (laughs) yeah it's such an honor i'm like oh my god i can't think of anybody i would like anyone enough for that really cool um but yes sent me a collection of music that was collected from like the sahara 
uh, different through through WhatsApp. And it's just like these artists that we would never like from Africa that you know wouldn't necessarily get you know mainstream promotion or anything. Okay. It's a really cool record, and, and I love it. It's really great. But yeah, I listen to to all kinds of stuff. Do you have a particular? Do you collect us or? Do you listen to a specific genre or a couple or what, what's your jam? I'm just uh, curious. No. Like yourself, I go from the 1920s, early jazz, big band, all the way mm. to the heaviest of heavy metal and everything in between. It's uh, My record collection is really out of control. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, same. It's very similar. I feel the same. Yeah, if it's music, if it's good, it's good. I don't, yeah. I don't really care. The only thing I'm not really into is opera. Okay. I like classical music, but I don't really care for opera. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I wonder if I would feel different if I went to go. Well, I did go see an opera, but it was a boring opera. And someone was like, well, maybe you should go see something else. I'm curious. I'm willing to like maybe experience it one more time and you're giving it a chance. But yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, I like I like R&B. I like some punk stuff. Nice. I like, yeah, yeah, I like, I like it all. Very cool. Very cool. So the last tweet I want to ask you about. Yeah. You wrote, any ugly American fans here? Coming to my OnlyFans very soon. This took like six hours to do the makeup, if not more. And for the listeners, what you did is you transformed yourself into the character Callie Maggotbone. Yeah. And you look incredible. What made you decide to do this? I really like that cartoon. It didn't last long. It was like an adult swim cartoon that yeah. got like canceled after like maybe two, three seasons. Short, short. Um, it's basically like, I don't know. Do you know it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, for people that don't know it, I guess. It's like hell has like kind of taken over like the rest of the world and humans live integrated with like demons and werewolves and vampires and everything. And it follows this guy, Mark, who's a social worker, and he dates. Did you ever catch on that Callie is Rosemary's baby all grown up? Oh, I did not. Yeah, dude. It's it's Rosemary's baby all grown up. If you see her mom is Mia Farrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, she's half human, half demon. Uh, yeah, it's a fun reference. Um but yeah, so so uh, what made me, I don't know, Callie's hot. And I was like, I want to do it. And I knew this one photographer who I fucking, I love Shannon Brooke. I could literally, I just, I love this woman. She makes, not only does she make me feel super sexy, but I love everything she makes with other people too. And I remember she had turned in, um, there's this model called Baby, Baby Gunk. Oh, I'm so sorry if I have your name wrong. You're so beautiful. <laughs> but um she had turned her into a sexy, uh, oh, fuck, what are the mogwai? Or what are they called? Um, gremlin, the, like, girl gremlin. Yes. She, like, made a sexy girl gremlin once, and I was just like, oh, my God. And they did the photo shoot, and I was like, okay, Shannon has the hookup to, like, the best, like, hair and makeup and special effects people and is also amazing at what she does. And so I knew that they were going to give me something, because I, like, bad cosplay is just upsetting. Um, you know, it's like, if you can't like kill it, like, don't try. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should try. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I don't want to do it if I can't nail it. Right. <laughs> How about that? Um, 
and yeah, I knew that they were going to deliver and they did <laughs> like they, it, it's the best kid. Like, and I'm, I, this isn't like, I'm not, my ego is not that big. Uh, it's just really more crediting the special effects makeup people and the wig person and everybody else involved is that they did the best Cali uh, cosplay I've ever seen, mm-hmm. like by far. So that was really exciting to do and fun. I'm glad I was afraid like not many people would know what I was talking about. Cause like, you know, it was, it's not obscure, obscure, but it wasn't crazy popular either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like a lot of people got, were excited by it, which, which made me really happy. So, yeah. Oh, that is absolutely tremendous. My last question for you is mm-hmm. we're closing out 2022. What does 2023 have in store for you? Are you doing conventions and award shows? Are you going to hop into any traveling conventions? Is it all about making content and studio shoots? What do you have going on? Um, Let's see. It's funny. So I'm like an overworker. So I'm actually probably 2023. I'm like, work less. <laughs> um, but I'm going to continue making uh, a whole bunch of stuff. I definitely like, I mean, I'm always on my OnlyFans and always doing it, but I kind of want to, I want to take it to in, even another, I'm always like trying to outdo myself. So I want to keep pushing myself um, and bringing just like cool shit to it and offering my fans like all kinds of stuff. I have some fun shoots. I do plan to do like one of the probably either Exotica, New Jersey or Chicago. I haven't figured that out yet, but it's going to happen, which I never do any of the trade shows. Mm. So that will be cool. And I'll be able to meet fans and sign stuff. I think I'm going to do a calendar too. So there's definitely going to be more merch, uh, more content, more studio stuff already booked that i think is going to be really fun i'm really excited for a shoot in january i think you guys will uh really like um and trying to think of uh anything else i'll be i'll be at avn i think i think (laughs) think, like really close (laughs) i mean i'll be at avn the award shows i think i'm gonna do may do the expo i'm not positive yet um and yeah i'm just gonna keep on keeping on just there will be a lot of for me to enjoy and I will be taking a little bit more vacations too. <laughs> uh, good for you. Yes. Uh, yeah. As we record this, you literally have two weeks to <laughs> figure out the uh, AVN expo. I, so, I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so please, if you decide to go post it, because I would love to meet you. This has been so much fun. I can't wait for the listeners to hear it. And uh, truly, I appreciate your time. The content you make is fantastic, and I'm just really excited to see where your career and your creativity moves you forward. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where to find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, and on OnlyFans at Arabelle Raphael. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the handle. It's just my name. Um, A-R-A-B-E-L-L-E-R-A-P-H-A-E-L. 
It's long, but it's good. Yes. That's what she said. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a tool. That's right. yeah. <laughs> so. I, I was, I was going to make a self-deprecating joke there, so I'm glad you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Once again, thank you so much for being on. Thank you.